Grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan. Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome to episode 91 of There's No Slide, No Place Like Tara, a Stargate First Watch Rewatch <laughs> podcast. I am Nixie. And I'm Grace, and today we're going over season five, episode three. Ascension, as I find my notes. We, uh, we both can talk today. Yeah, words are so hard. <laughs> so hard. Words have never been harder. What's your AKA? AKA Casper Grows Up. <laughs> My KAA is someone by Sam a pottery wheel. <laughs> You're a creepy ghost alien? <laughs> ghost? Ghost alien. Ghost alien sounds like a really good like uh, action movie. Yeah. Coming to theaters this fall. It's ghost alien. Is he a ghost? A ghost! Is he an alien? I'm not an alien. You guys, we're a shocker. <laughs> not a huge Orland fan. <laughs> I mean, he's cute or not. He's just so... Creepy. Yeah, stalkery. Creepy is the word. Yeah. Creepy. He's definitely a little bit Lifetime movie special. Yeah. Like, uh, any, if he had any more violent streaks in him, yeah. it'd be like a... <laughs> so we're going to pre-apologize if there's extra dog noises this yeah. recording. This is the first time we've had both mascots in the same location to so, record yeah, on there, the same day. There are two dogs and a Mexican armada <laughs> <laughs> and guns. And uh, no, they're, they're currently swiping under the door of the recording. <laughs> Trying to get to area. the humans. <laughs> but they'll be fine. There's, yeah. there's other humans out there. They just want these ones. Yes. Alrighty. This first aired on July 13th, 2001. It was written by Robert C. Cooper, directed by Martin Wood. Um, and then the guest star, which shockingly, like, you would think that Sean Patrick Flattery's the biggest guest star in here. Yeah. But, like, no, you have, like, this weird few scenes with John Delancey. <laughs> um, so Sean Patrick Flannery, who, friend of the pod, Val, a little bit of a crush on Sean Patrick Flannery. He's cutie. He's definitely uh, cutie. He's known for many things. Uh, Grace would know him best from Young Indiana Jones. In oh, The Young wow. Indiana Jones Chronicles. Yeah. Yeah. I kept seeing, I know he's in Boondock Saints, yes, and I kept he's, thinking, he's Connor, I can't remember that movie. He's, he's Connor in Boondock Saints. <laughs> uh, another reason that Val loves uh, yeah. Sean Patrick Flannery. <laughs> um, he was also the vice president in Dead Zone. Uh, he also randomly discovered has a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Because why not? Because it was why not? A, I think it was a very like late nineties thing to it, do. Pro- yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it was that Tekken craze. <laughs> um... <laughs> And I'm not even going to go into John, John Delancey. I don't need to give you a rundown of John Delancey's credits. He's basically sci-fi royalty. I mean... Now, is that the guy that I know from TNG, or I think I know from TNG? Yes, it's okay. the guy you know from Got TNG. It. That is cute. Yes! That is cute. That's his name. That's I'm sitting there going, he's got like a one-letter name. <laughs> and he's super annoying. He's like, yes. come try it, but not. 
What's his yeah. name? No, that's it's cute. It's cute. <laughs> it's cute. I know cute. It's cute. Um, and this is his first appearance on Stargate. He also uh, uh, infamously starred in a little-known series that most people don't know existed called Legend with one Richard Dean Anderson. Oh my! And uh, I need to find it because I haven't seen it in years. Like it was right after. It was like when it was first airing is when I saw it. Um, okay. And and it's just so like. I'm biased because of <laughs> who's in it is why I love it. But sure. it was like, it was good. It's like I'll old Western. You. you have like a, a fake, te- one of them's like a fake Tesla. You had me at Western. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's in that time. And, and yeah. yeah, it's, it's I good. I love a good Western. It's good. Um, it says the girl who has yet to watch Westworld, which I think is like a fake Westworld. Yes, you need to watch okay. Westworld. I'm <gasps> gonna do it. As soon as we're done Game of Thrones. Grace, you need to watch Westworld. As soon as we're done Thronesing of things, that sounds We'll gross. watch Westworld together because I've been meaning to rewatch it. I'm in. Okay. Let's do it. <laughs> Brought to you by No HBO. Place Like Sarah. <laughs> uh, and fun fact, Sam House is actually kind of, it's like half decorated by Amanda Tapping. Like, oh. she just, all the family <laughs> Photos are hers. Oh, wow. uh, a bunch of the decorations and then like the quilts and stuff are from fans. That's funny. Like, it's it's a Amanda Tapping decorated house. I have this now. She's like, this is my now. I'm keeping this for real. <laughs> no, and she they yeah. were hers and she brought them in. That's awesome. Yeah, oh, cool. yeah. <laughs> Um, so we start on an alien planet. Yep. Um, yeah, we haven't been off-planet like this in a while. Like, fun off-planet. Yeah, that's basically flattened. <laughs> it's been a little destroyed. Yeah. And uh, Daniel is archaeologically the shit out of it. I made that word up. <laughs> yeah. Archaeologging it. There we go. I'm archaeologging it. Uh, the city's people were killed in the battle long ago, and Daniel and his do-rag have... Yeah. The do-rag is back. <laughs> you know what? The do-rag comes out the way Rambo's, like, headband. It does. It's like... This is serious shit. I came here to smolder and do archaeology shit, and I'm all out of smoldering. And then he puts on the headband, and he calls it a dick. <laughs> um, and... So, he's trying to help out with getting the translations. Like, this one spot they're in is different than the rest of the civilization. Um, and there's this adorable scene of Daniel, like, totally nerding out, uh, doing what he does, being excited. And Jack and Teal are just bored out of their mind. They're just like, why? They're like, boring and tediousness and boring and lunch and I do bored. love. I do love that Daniel's finally... Come into his own as far as his comedy. Oh, he's like this season. He's like full gunned and like yeah, both the weapon and his arms like yeah. full gun, full snark, full like yeah. He's there. He's yeah. giving RDA a run for his oh, money. Oh, he is. Yeah. Especially there's a couple lines later in this episode <laughs> that he does as well. Um, inside the thing, whatever yeah. this is, uh, Sam is nerding out herself over some tech she found. Uh, no clue what it is, <laughs> yeah. but it's advanced. So Jack's like, so you haven't figured out in like two hours? Yeah. No, like advanced. He's like the equivalent of asking people how long it takes somewhere to get, how long it yeah. takes to get somewhere. He wants everything to happen in two hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know how whenever you go to, everyone's always like, oh, it's 20 minutes. 20 here. minutes on 20 the line. Minutes, 20 minutes, 20 minutes. It's like, um, everything is not two hours, Jack. Some things take longer. <laughs> Jack and Teal'c are still bored out of their minds, so they're gonna go explore the flattened town. <laughs> and he's like, "Don't just don't turn it on." And Sam goes to touch something. He's like, "What did? What did I just say?" No touching. With the not turning things on. Yeah. She's like, "I touch this now." <laughs> um, so 
we she leans down after Jack leaves and like fucks with some crystals and pokes around a bit and uh, it looks like she has a little headache or something mm-hmm. and uh, eventually a sudden wind gust moves through the room and uh, we see the room from a third person perspective and she's like someone's someone's watching me I feel weird <laughs> something strange something is over happening. my grave and then like it like <laughs> the view sort of like rushes at her yeah and uh <laughs> there are fun little filters yeah fun, fun filters filters time and we we see from Daniel's perspective we see a flash in the room behind him yeah and he's like hey Sam you done with that camera <laughs> hey Sam I do like that um are so- you are you unconscious <laughs> Why why are you not responding to me? Are you sleeping? Are, are you, you tired? Is it nap time? Something nap now? Okay, bye. <laughs> I did want to mention I like how um I'm noticing these more and I don't know if they're using them more. But there's all the glass gems that are how everything in the yes. universe is run. Except for things on Earth, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everything right. is crystal-based. Everything is crystal. Everything <laughs> is crystal <laughs> when you're crystal we're, we're not lyricists. Guys, we're, we're not, not even drinking. in that movie. We're not even drinking alcohol. <laughs> Just I a little bit. Now. <laughs> little um, and then we get credits. So when we come back from credits, Sam's fine. Yeah. She's in the infirmary with Jan and a bunch of random colored water and bottles. Oh my god. I wrote randomly because the infirmary. <laughs> we did not plan this. Yeah, there's just like random colored bottles. Yeah, here's someone next to treat you with later, and here's a little bit of engine coolant. Well, didn't we learn from um, Big Factory Wedding? Yeah, Windex is, is things, yeah. everything. But yeah, I was like, what are these random beakers and, and, and science flats? Science? And, yeah. Let me just science this room it's up. A, it's, what is it, Unikitty in the Lego, in, in the oh, Lego yeah. film? <laughs> business, business, business. <laughs> science, science. <laughs> um, anyway, so. Hang on to your butts, people. It's an extra weird day for us. <laughs> this uh, will come out afterwards. I think it's yes. because we're planning a surprise party. We're planning a surprise <laughs> party for Phil and Amanda, who friend, have friend both Amanda. been on the podcast. Uh, and we are. And we're not going to keep in secret, so we're, we're about not the first. So we're telling all of you listeners instead of telling them. <laughs> Ta-da! <laughs> Don't tell them. Um, <laughs> so, anyways, uh, I've been up since four o'clock in the morning baking cakes. My mind. Just mind is gone. I've bought every type of light for the backyard. <laughs> You want tea light? You want a lantern? You want a sprinkle light? What do you want? What do you want? I got it all. I made, I made individual D20 cakes. Four at a time had to be cooked for an hour. <laughs> Done. Since 4 a.m. Okay. Alrighty. Back in the episode, Sam is, is like, uh, no, I'm fine. Like, I woke up to Jack looking down at me, which is kind of like a dream or something. But, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm not sure if I touched something <laughs> or got shocked. And Janet said, well, you're probably just tired. Yeah. Uh, and Sam's like, no, I'm fine. Uh, and she and Janet's like, well, your your pre-mission blood test showed some anemia, and Janet's like, probably shouldn't have let you go on that mission. Yeah. In retrospect, she's yeah, she's basically going, my bad. Yeah, you don't go nowhere, <laughs> no more. Uh, and like, look at what Sam's been through the past couple of years. I took her symbiote yeah. in her brain. Her memory's been fucked with a few times. Entire consciousness transferred to computer. Copied I, at least once or twice. Those are just the highlights. I love the idea of like if you gave this medical file to like Doctor House, or not even. Let's give this medical file to someone at Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. 
they'd be like, what the fuck? Imagine, imagine Daniel's file. Oh, like, brought back from the dead. <laughs> and it's like... Multiple like, times. Multiple times. Like, a couple of different... There's clearly a history of addiction yeah, with this one. <laughs> he also has a couple of psychotic breaks. <laughs> uh, and Sam's like, can I leave? Are we done here? Let's stop talking. <laughs> Uh, and, and Jen's like, yeah, just make sure you come back if you start talking in alien language. And Sam's like, like, I'll have a choice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so in the briefing room, uh, Jack and Daniel and Hammond are joined by Colonel Reynolds. Uh, his first name is Malcolm. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it is, but it is to me. So, uh, actually, no, because Reynolds is kind of an asshole, and we're not going to be smirch Captain no. Pan's good name. He's nowhere near as this one. Q is not as roguish. No, as well, no, no, this isn't. This is this is. Oh, that's Simmons. right. This is that other guy. Yeah, yeah this yeah, is yeah. Reynolds. No, um, still, stand by yeah, by saying it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nope, nope, nope. Daniel uh, is giving his history report, and Reynolds is like, why does any of this matter? And Jack's <laughs> like, you're not around here very often, are you? This is just what he does. You just have to let him go. You just have to look how, look how much fun he's having. <laughs> it's like um, a puppy with a boat. Daniel's like, because their cultural development may have made a sudden leap at one point. Like, they were around our level. <laughs> All of a sudden, they got some advanced tech. You know, may have been around circular thing with the blue puddle thing in the center of it. Uh, and somehow that device led to, you know, the device that Sam was working on, which led to a cataclysm that ended their society. Um, may not have been directly. Maybe the ghoul. We know, we know they attack planets. They get advanced tech. Uh, Hammond's like, all of you are leaving off the part where you tell me what this thing does. Yeah. Why are we here? Yeah. That's because no one really knows what the thing does. Yeah. Jack thinks it's a big honking space gun, yeah. which doesn't shock me. <laughs> um, but the, the Gould would have taken a big honking space gun when they left. Right. So in comes Sam, and she's like, all I know is the power core is missing. <laughs> to which Reynolds Wait, is so like, who took my power cord? I bought like 700 of these power cords and they're always gone. <laughs> to which Reynolds is like, are you saying the so power cord is missing? Jobs made this big honking <laughs> That's what that means. <laughs> um, and, and Sam's like, what did, what, did I, what, did I, what did I just say when I walked in the room? <laughs> yes, power cord is missing. It's also advanced. It's going to take me some goddamn time to figure out how to you know, power the thing. You can't just plug it in. Yeah. If we can't even figure out how to share a plug between the UK and America, we're certainly yeah. not going to be able to share a plug between alien planet and us. our planet. Yeah. There's no converter. There's no converter. <laughs> So, um, Wheeler Reynolds has been transferred to Area 51. He's overseeing SG-16 for um, basically a long-term analysis of the planet. Uh, And Sam is thinking of other solutions, and Jack's like, quiet time. 16's problem now. Yeah. Let's move on to more exciting shit. That was boring. (laughs) Um, Let me use my gun now. (laughs) And Sam's like, then I want to join SG-16. I was like, um... I like how quickly she's like, jump and chip. Yeah. I was like, no. more fun to do this. And then then we cut to Daniel, who's like, over his glasses going, don't the fuck look at me. I like that look, that over the glasses. Like, like Daniel's been practicing his librarian. Because he gets to keep working with SG-16 on translations. And Sam "Mm, doesn't get to. Yeah. Uh, the rest of SG-1 gets to take some time off. And Jack's like, sweet. Yeah. Uh, and Sam's like, um, General, really, I'm fine. And I just want to keep working. And I'm good. I'm totally fine. I'm good. I'm, Super fine. I want to work. I'm not a woman on the verge of a nervous breakdown. <laughs> and Hammond's like, I already got 
my an earful from Janet. You're taking some <laughs> yeah. time off. Basically, Janet scares heaven. <laughs> it does. For good I'm reason. sure you'd be like, no, she mean. <laughs> uh, and and Jack's like, yeah, take it easy. You've been a little, you know, tense. And she's like, me tense? No, I'm not tense. You're tense. Past tense. When did you notice? My bluff checks have not been good recently. <laughs> Your mom's tense. Smoke bomb. Remember that she runs. <laughs> and Jack's like, I noticed right about the time we first met. Yeah. That, sh- that stick was shoved way up there. <laughs> way up there, Marty. <laughs> and Sam's like, I'm, I'm just focused. I also, I really don't have much else to time. To, I don't have much else to do. I live for my job. That is a I really have no sad, social life. sad statement. And yet you see it's totally true. It is true. And it's why she falls for these weirdos. Oh. They're like, you love me. I'm okay with that. I don't know what men are supposed to be like because I spend no time. And I'm secretly in love with my boss and I can't do anything about it. Uh, Jack's like, find something. Take up golf. Fly a kite. Nick something. And I yell, knit all the things! Don't teach them what to knit! It's like, oh no, don't teach them to knit if I think Nixie's bad. (laughs) I mean, Sam and I don't share an obsessive personality over focusing. I will say this. She's going to hate it. But it'll be good for her because it'll teach her patience because that's what it's teaching me is <laughs> I just got 90% done with the shirt I've been working on for months and realized it doesn't look good on me in any way, shape, or form. How long do you think it would take her to get to the point where she's spinning her own uh, yarn? Oh, well, let's see. It took me f- about three months before yeah. I started spinning yarn <laughs> on a drop spindle and five months till I bought a spinning wheel. Yeah. So... Well, just considering the amount of funds she has available to her, like two months. I'm, I'm giving it a month. Yeah. <laughs> I'm giving her a month. Meanwhile, I'm still working on the same hat <laughs> that I've been working on since, like, the dawn of time. Yeah, I, uh... <laughs> It's somewhere. I'm going to Any podcast listeners want to talk knitting and spinning and dyeing shop, let me know. Hook up. Uh, (laughs) Not um, me. (laughs) Don't bother me. Yeah, no, no. I'm going to go watch DuckTales for the hundredth time. I actually, I'm about to start a shawl and I had to have a gradient for the shawl. Uh And so I've actually dyed it. And I will post pictures when I'm done in case anyone's curious. I've actually dyed it to be a story going through the Stargate. So it starts with a lit up Stargate. Meanwhile, I don't have time for goes. It just starts to be blues and the grays and then goes to the the blues in your middle of the wormhole and then you can start some greens in there and the green that you're on the planet so it's traveling through a star. And I'm going to net with it. (laughs) Meanwhile, I don't have time for that. I only have time to watch DuckTales nine times this week alone. That's nine hours of DuckTales. But I don't have time. (laughs) I don't have time, guys. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so, and then then to finish the scene, Sam's to an empty room. Sam's like, I'm fine. Really? Twitch. Twitch. (laughs) Twitch. So then we get off base on Earth, which is always fun, and Sam has a super sweet car, which apparently is a 1961 Volvo P1800. <laughs> I had to look that up, guys. Nice. Uh, I don't know cars. I know some cars, but... I knew that was an old classic car. That like, I can, I can... And no thanks so to myself, but thanks to my friend Jen, uh, who is the car person. She had a Datsun. Mm-hmm. Um, a dog? Uh, a Z100. No, a Datsun. Datsun a dog? No, Datsun, which okay. is the old Nissan, <laughs> which is a really cool two-seater car. It looks, it's like the closest thing 
um, to a, um, oh, I just forgot the name of the Back to the Future. DeLorean? DeLorean. It's the closest thing to the DeLorean that I've seen in real life. Um, but I did not recognize Sam's car. I don't think it's American, and that's why. Yeah, it's a 1961 Volvo. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and her house is super adorable, and I want it. I want it badly. It is very cute. There is so much of that light-colored wood, though. I, well, I can repaint that shit. That's I, true. I want that. I want, <laughs> I want her house really so, badly. You know, it's funny when you consider her house, and then I, I had to think back to what season... It was last season. Was it the light where we see Daniel's house? We've seen Daniel's apartment twice. One was in the first season. And you see how, like, one. yeah. Daniel's apartment looks really cool. But then yeah. you look at Sam's house, I'm like, oh, Sam is, like, established. Yeah. Home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas Daniel's like, I mean, I guess this place is cool. But yeah, I like, here's really the thing. Time I here. have a hunch that Daniel doesn't necessarily go home every night. No. No, because really he's like, I'm just gonna sleep here and work on research. Yeah, yeah. Whereas Sam like is like, I'm gonna go home and nest. Yeah, in my home alone <laughs> with now, my seven million bottles. Of to wine. be fair, she may not get home until midnight, and no. she may leave at six a.m. But that's where she's going. She's, she's going, going home, home. and yeah. she's opening <laughs> some wine. Yeah, <laughs> from that giant wine yeah. rack in her kitchen. I just want her whole house. <laughs> I'll just take her house and everything. And uh, they seem very appropriate to the personalities. And they do. Back. We didn't even see. <laughs> And we've seen Jax. The only person... So does, does Tioke live on base? Does he get to leave? We don't know. That's the only one left. Because we've even seen Hammond's house. I think we've seen Janet's, haven't we? When we meet Cassandra? Maybe not. No, I don't no, think I don't we've think seen we have. Janet's yet. Oh, I can't wait to see Janet's house. Janet has a pool. I don't think we see a ton of Janet's. <laughs> I think if the, the one time I remember seeing Janet's house, we we don't see a ton of it. Um, I'm just going to make it up in my head. We Janet do eventually see where Teal'c lives, but oh. it's it's later on, so I he don't know if it's the same. with Yoda. The end. <laughs> Yoda. Um... No, I just, uh, I really want Sam's house. I mean, I will take Jack's house, too. Don't put me wrong. Yeah. But, anyway, uh, so we get the same presence. Oh, she has no new messages, which I found kind of (laughs) sad. Um, But we get the same sense that the presence that was on the planet is now with her in her house as she looks at, as it looks at her photos, watches her brush her teeth, get ready for sleep. But we get that Watches her sleep. I do super creeper. I do want to mention the the TV wipe your face move that Sam does. Yes, that always takes me out of things because since we know they're wearing TV makeup, yeah. they can't actually wipe their faces. So they do this weird like fake pat. pat. Yeah, and every time I see that, that just drives like it's the one thing for some reason that pulls me out of whatever I'm watching because I'm like wipe that shit down. <laughs> Wipe it down. Um, I do randomly love how her bed is angled in the corner of her room. Yeah, that is weird. I, yeah. No, I like it, though. Yeah, I like it's the different. Space it I guess is the right word, yeah. Anyway, so the next day she's out getting her paper, and there's just a dude standing in the middle <laughs> of the street. Hello, I'm weird dude. Watching her. Very creepy. Uh, we know it's Sam, and any person trying to creep on her and break into her house is just dumb. Uh, and then she goes back inside and looks back out, and he's gone. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> She's just like, oh, I'm gonna go inside now. And then Sam is bored, because she doesn't know how to take a day off, and this is before Netflix. So she calls Daniel, yeah. and wants to know how the translations are go- doing, and Daniel had just come into his lab with, like, arms full and coffee, and he stumbled to pick up the phone. He's like, going, it's going great, I'm almost yeah. done. 
Uh, I love Daniel's office. It's my favorite. He's got all these random artifacts. I want his office. Uh, But he's like, I'm I'm almost done. It holds the key to the mysteries of the universe and why you're calling me. You're supposed to be on vacation. And, And she's like, I... You just start. You just got there, didn't you? Yeah, I'm gonna. Um, okay. Okay, never mind. And he's like, "No, I totally understand. Like, I know. I also do not know how to chill, uh, and I will call you when I have anything." <laughs> so she hangs up, and then creepy dude is in the house. <laughs> <laughs> and I love how he's like, "I won't hurt you," and Sam's like, "I'll fucking hurt you if you yeah, come closer." <laughs> you need to be scared of me. <laughs> and uh, he just wants to talk. But it's it's complicated, and I followed you home, and I read some books and watched TV to learn English and what clothing is, and don't worry, Sam, you couldn't see me. It's all good. This is when he gets creepy because he's like, I did all these things for you, Sam. I'm took, not pretty now. I took the appearance of a hunky early 2000s do, man so that we could I'm relate. Pretty? It's super creepy. <laughs> Am I pretty now? Am I pretty now? It's just creepy. <laughs> yeah, it's all weird. Um, and Sam is super annoyed and frustrated and creeped yeah. out at this point, and she tries the phone and doesn't work. Uh, his name is Orlin. He's from the planet they were just on, and he followed Sam through the Stargate, and Sam's like, that's no. So it's funny, because I missed his name in the beginning. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't catch it till the end of the episode, <laughs> so I just kept calling him Casper. Because he's Casper. He's, he's Casper. Because he's a friendly ghost, but he's weird. He's He's very really strange, and he's in love with, our, with the heroine of our tale. Um, and, and then he walks through the kitchen island. Yeah. No. Uh, and he's like, it's been so long since I've been corporeal. I have these feelings. I have feel in my penis. And then Sam starts <laughs> running towards the front door, and he's like, the truth is I love you. Yeah, nope. And you hear the front door slam shut. <laughs> uh, which is exactly how you want someone to respond when you profess your love, naturally. Yeah, run from the door. Although, yeah. to be fair, tip to our listeners, that's not how you say I love you. Yeah. That's, that's not... Don't, Maybe wait more than a don't, day. Don't do that. Maybe. It, that's not even a day. Like, don't tell, don't be, like, secretly stalking someone and then and after. Like, I did it because then, I love you. Don't, don't do that, guys. That's, that's not good. That's not cool. <laughs> um, I think our listeners are smarter than Our that. listeners are smart enough for that. I just <laughs> feel like I had to. They're definitely smarter than Orlin. Orlin I, is weird. I just had to clarify that point. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and so now has, Sam has brought out a full biohazard team to her house, which I would love to know the neighborhood gossip on that one. Yeah. Oh, I would have been all over I it. I don't think the neighbors are buying the gas link when they have radioactive detectors out there. So listen, I used to not care about neighbors and things like that. And the minute I became a homeowner, I became the lady that's like, give me all the <laughs> of all the neighbors. Yeah, I think it's like ingrained. The minute you sign that paper, you're like, and now you've been endowed with this gift. Wanting to be nosy and know all the things everywhere. Yeah, because I uh, rent my house and I no, do not no give fucks. any yeah. shits. Um, and so Jack is like half buying this shit. Like, he's only giving any credence at all because it's Sam. Uh, you know, he's like an ordinary guy wearing normal clothes, but he could said he could go invisible if he wasn't on any of the game room cameras. Sam's like, look, I thought he was just a crazy as well and broke into my house, but then he walked through the counter. Yeah, legitimately through it. <laughs> which meant she knew she couldn't, like, just take him on herself, which is why, like, and she couldn't, like, call anyone. And I'm assuming she never saw, like, where was her cell phone? Yeah. It's, you know, if there's something weird 
me that they quickly, they so quickly just go, okay, Sam's crazy. Yes. I mean, let's give Sam a little more credit. Yeah. What is going on here? Sam's never been the crazy one on the team. No, she's always been saying, if something's going on, I would have thought that Jack would have been like, okay, what's going on? Yeah. What alien thing is here? And Jack, like, reassures Sam, no one's blaming Sam for anything. And then the engineer comes and tells them that they're done. They, uh, they'll, they'll, you know... Their cover for this is a gas lake, like I mentioned, right. which no one's yeah, buying that's that not shit. True. Um, and they're gonna watch the cameras from down the street, uh, which again the neighbors will notice the giant black box truck staying there for days. Yeah. Uh, and um, and Jack's like, "Do you want me to stay?" And Sam's like, "No, he's only shown himself to me." Um, and and then again, but it was like only once. So how do you know? Orland's only showing themselves yeah. to Sam. It's been like once and a half. See, this is how this shows how um, disciplined, how much more in control Sam is of things yeah. than I would be. Because if I were Sam and I had a crush on my boss Jack, and yeah, be like, like, "You, you want me to stay?" stay? Like, yes, I'll break out the wine. Yes, the entire night <laughs> forever because I'm self-destructive. <laughs> I know this shouldn't be happening. You should stay. <laughs> uh, um, Why are my pants off? I don't know. Well, I mean, this, <laughs> I got hot. This is a no pants house, so yeah. if you're in the house, we you gotta take off your pants. You gotta take off your pants. <laughs> it's a no pants house. Um, and uh, <laughs> um, and then we see Sam going about her day, which again, creepy. It's through the cameras. Like I know she authorized it, but still, it's still weird. Creepy. It still feels a little webcammy. And it seems like it's been a couple days because her clothing changes. Yeah. Back in Daniel's office, the SGC took us a laptop, which can we just pause at the the first of the ridiculous tip? For some reason, Teal got a laptop seems weird. It's like Teal's laptop sounds like an oxymoron. I know! No? No? No. I don't... My brain can't process that image. So do they get him an extra large keyboard for his giant <laughs> man hands? How does he type on the little tiny keyboard? Is well, it never, like when I try to no, type listen, on my phone? This is, a, this is early 2000s. There are no tiny keyboards. That's fair. That's there fair. are no, like, so, iPads. Do you think he's a hunter and pecker? Or, or like, like, a, like, does no, it just, I like, think Tilk is efficient. Tilk learns correct That's typing. Tilk yeah, is efficient in everything he does. That's fair. Yeah. Um, he times like 500 words a minute. Wouldn't surprise I don't me. Know what the numbers are supposed wouldn't to be. Wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> um, and uh, so Sam's, Daniel's like, because Jack comes in. Yeah. Daniel's like, how's Sam? And Jack's like, well, there's no evidence of her secret friend. And Jack pauses and goes, how's Sam? Yeah. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Apparently, Hammond has ordered a psych evaluation for her. Yeah. Uh, and and he's like, but she's no more unstable than the rest of the team. Mm-hmm. So I give Jack credit there. Like That's true. I, I like that they do that, too. Yeah. No, I was just saying, I, I like that. I, I don't think Jack at any point thinks that Sam is crazy. Jack is just like, I think you're imagining shit. Like, I just, uh, yeah. Much, not crazy, but much more of like, look, you you're stressed. You just yeah. need a vacation. Yeah. I do like the conversation that they have amongst the, the three of them. Yeah. Daniel, Tilk, and Jack about like... Well, I mean, is she any crazier than the rest of us? Yeah. And they all kind of look at each other like, oh, shit. Yeah. We've all been through something. We've all been a little crazy. Literally had my life pulled out of me in the previous episode. <laughs> yeah. Until I turned back from brainwashing. Okay, I'm not going to say anything. Uh, the other one, I looked for a ghost child and let him be taken <laughs> by a random person who told me they were Buddha. Yeah. <laughs> okay, point taken. Yeah, yeah they're all... They've all been a little cray-cray. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, and then they move back to topic, and Daniel and Teal'c are fairly sure it's a weapon of great power, and Jack's like, I was right! I called it! <laughs> Everyone heard me call it. Where's my dollar? I was right. Uh, and they were Earth-like in technology, discovered the Stargate, um, and that's when the threat came from the skies, the Gould, and they built a powerful weapon to destroy themselves, and it worked. And the men who built it became heroes, and then something else happened, and we're not really sure what. <laughs> and then reasons, and then plot, and then here we are. <laughs> so back at Sam's house, Orlin shows back up again and naturally waited until they took all the cameras away to show up. Yeah. Um, and he's like, no, I totally understand you why you reported me military protocol. And Sam's like, psychological evaluation, you asshole. Yeah, you're fucking with me. Uh, and Aaron's like, look, you know, I was alone on that planet for hundreds of years and, you know, while I was there, I thought I was going crazy a few times and then I saw you for the first time. And I love you because I have not seen anybody else in this <laughs> yeah, Exactly. And I had no expectations of anything. I think that's why it's like, oh, you're the first girl I saw. And then Sam's like, boys don't hit on me. I mean, to be fair, like, sit. People don't hit on Sam simply because I mean, Sam's They're fucking hard. Yeah. I think well, it's more of Sam doesn't go out in social situations to get yeah, hit Sam on. Yeah, Sam doesn't make herself available. Yes. And it's really unfair to Sam that Orlin's like, I love you because you're the only person I saw. It's like, Basically. okay, but you're all, she's also Sam. Yeah. Like, you got so lucky, dude. I know. You got so lucky. Uh, but, and uh, Sam's like, no, stop. But he continues that they have a level of communication, his people do, <laughs> and to share their innermost essence. It's not telepathy. It's an exchange of spirits. <laughs> he just tried to have sex with her. I'm like, dude, that's kind of disgusting, bro. I mean, how many people have used that as a line? I know. Like how many weird hippie <laughs> dudes have been Santa Cruz it's, upside that line? It's an exchange of spirits. No. Fuck off. Uh, and he tries, he tries, he tried to do this to her on the planet and she passed out and I was like, rape whistle much. Yeah. yeah. And a bit, oh gosh, I had not thought of it that way. Yeah. The way oh. he's talking about this, it's like, that's like, you're literally trying to break into her spirit. No, is what you're saying. You. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and she's like, and he's like, well, you weren't prepared, but I did learn a bunch about you, that you're a good person, and your heart is pure. On the inside, your spirit is beautiful, yeah. as you are on the outside. And, like, and Sam's like, stop with this fucking Lifetime movie yeah. crap. Yeah. <laughs> Just cut it out. Thankfully, there's, yeah, it doesn't get past her. Um, and and she's, she's like, look, I'm gonna call the backup again. He's like, I'll just hide. <laughs> and she's like, what do you, what, what the fuck do you want? Do you yeah. want to stalk me for the rest of my life? Yeah. He goes, no, I just want to try to merge with you again. That's, no. You just have to be receptive. Ugh! <laughs> <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> And it's like, with me sounds so much grosser. I know. <laughs> it's so picky. Um, and no merging. And uh, well, I have we one point nine days passes. I'm assuming they've merged yeah. a couple times in those nine days. Yeah, see, yeah nine times. Yeah, <laughs> mm, at least. <laughs> he's she, he's like she's like fine. If I merge with you, can, will you go to the SGC and turn yourself in? He's like no. But I'll leave if you want me to. Uh, he's like, fine, like, actually leave. Like, leave, leave. He's yeah. like, fine. Okay, what do I have to do? And she go- he goes, just stand there and open your mind to the possibilities of existence not governed by the rules of science to which you hold. So what the fuck? Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> just kidding. I don't want to play anymore. <laughs> That's, um, I would have been like, never mind. Yeah, I'm done. I'm going to go watch DuckTales now. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! 
Go um, merge with the TV. And, and and he's like, just close your eyes. And he's like, if you say, take it easy, I will kill you. Yeah. He goes, relax. Yeah. Don't do it. We do all the guys. And very appropriate topics. I know. <laughs> and he turns into an ascended being like Oma Desala that we saw in Keb. And yes. they merge and they glow and then reforms as a human. And she's like, oh my God. Yeah. Um, okay, so. Is this less weird or more weird than Ponfar? I think this is more weird than Ponfar. <laughs> this is way more weird than Ponfar. Way more Ponfar. weird than Ponfar. Pretty weird. Ponfar is weird, but at least it's like non-stalker creepy-ish. That's true. That's true. It's just like, let me touch your fingers awkwardly. <laughs> um, both okay. people are totally into Ponfar. That's true. It is a mutual This thing. seems like a one-way deal. <laughs> um, so back at the SGC, Sam finds Jack in the hallway and shows her a camera that she found in the cl- uh, clock because all the cameras must be taken away. Yeah. Just like, well, they forgot one. Sam goes, I'm not a fucking idiot. Yeah. Jack. Don't forget a spy camera. Uh, the bottom line, Jack says, is that no one else has seen Orlin. So until there's some proof, everyone's going to think she's a little nuts. Uh, to which, again, hard time believing. But. And so she's like, purely hypothetically. <laughs> if I since... had weird telepathy, yes. <laughs> Sorry. Since you're my superior officer, if Orlin showed up again and we had weird telepathy sex, not that it's happened, mind you, but what if, if I did? did? Asking for a friend. The best bet would be for her to, like, gather as much information about a space penis. <laughs> I mean, the situation. Before I officially mentioned it again, and then not mention the whole thing, because that would be awkward, because I love you. Yeah. Um, but I did have weird telepathy sex with this kid. <laughs> I love you, but telepathy sex. But uh, I love you. And Jack's like, I haven't heard a word you saying. I really have to pee. Have yeah. you seen my face this entire scene? Yeah. I really have to pee. <laughs> uh, also, I couldn't spot the witty cameo. Um, oh. But if he's here, I think he was like the second guy that passed him in the hallway. Because you don't see his face. That's true. Yeah. It looks about the same, right? Heidi has dark hair. I was, yeah, and during that scene, I was busy noticing the audio had a weird little like yeah. like like Jack speaking to the microphone not yeah. away from it for like a minute yeah 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 um, so in Sam's office Daniel comes in with some more translations apparently the Pentagon's putting pressure on Hammond to find a way to turn the weapon on which seems like a great idea considering the state of the planet and the destruction and how we don't know actually what happened to it um, so Sam says it's possible to hook up a NACODA reactor to it. Again, when there's a problem, just throw some NACODA at it. Yeah. It works great. Throw NACODA at things. But the problem is to start the the machine, the, the device, you basically have to overload it. And once you start an overload in a NACODA reactor, you have to release the energy it's going to explode. Yeah. So you have to be really sure you want to fire this weapon first. Yeah. Um, Sam's working on a safer way. Once you start peeing, you can't stop peeing. No, you can't stop peeing. You gotta be able to let it all out. Um, And she hasn't had much time yet to to figure out a solution. Daniel wants, like, we should put some caution tape on this. Because, again, we don't know what the fuck happened on the planet. And uh, I would feel real better if there was someone left from the planet (laughs) to tell me how to use it. Mm, Thanks. Yeah. (laughs) So back at Sam's house, Orlin's like, you're late. 
Sam's like, you're a stalker in my house, so I don't yeah. actually care. Yeah, that already was like, this is not good. <laughs> this is your life is like I boiled your bunny. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's like, I, I don't care. Not be ignored, Sam. <laughs> also, you're not my boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. uh, and apparently, he can interact with solid matter now because uh, he's cooked up a date night with candles and flowers and wine, and also he can touch her now. It's a little creepy. It makes it a little creepy because they are just having telepathy sex now. Yeah. No. Uh, so he thinks things have been going well between them. And Sam's like, again, there's no us. <laughs> there won't ever be an us. Yeah. I'm basically using you because I'm horny, is which is thing. an empowering thing for me right now. Yeah. Which I fully endorse for Sam to do, by the way. <laughs> yeah, why not? Exactly. Um, and it's like, that was just because we used to live on different planes of existence. And Sam's like, come again for big fudge. <laughs> I wish in my, like, more single days I would have used that as a reason to break up. <laughs> because that's how it felt sometimes. We're just existing on different planes We're of existence. We're just exist on different planes of existence. You're just a It's a idiot. great line. Damn it. I, I wish, know. I wish I'd known that line. Uh, and apparently his kind can retake human form. <laughs> and then the doorbell rings. Yeah. Oh boy. This is my And the greatest bar. scene of the episode happens. No, right before the scene. Yes. I love the way Sam gets rid of Orlin the way a teenage girl I know. She's like, the library. Fuck, fuck, go in here. <laughs> go in here. Try to get out the window. <laughs> uh, and uh, so it's Teal'c and Jack at the door. Teal'c is in... An outfit? Yeah, it's definitely a look he's working on. With a cowboy hat and oh, a yeah, flaming and a shirt? And yeah. a scarf? Literally a flaming shirt. His shirt is on fire. <laughs> and they repeat it's his nod to Apophis. <laughs> the heat, naked heat edition. Yeah, the fire heat, the naked heat edition of Apophis. Uh, and they brought fire evolution duke. <laughs> and they brought pizza and a movie. It's Star Wars, because Tilk has seen it nine times. Yeah, to Tilk, that's just like a movie. It's and then, not a sci-fi movie. It's just then, like a life movie. And then Jack has never seen Star Wars, because you know him in sci-fi. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge, nod, wink, camera. Wink. Uh, little dance. Um, and then we were wondering, like, what the toque was that Jack was wearing, um... Oh, yeah. Because I had the Norwegian. And I recognize it, but I couldn't think of the name. I love that um, you called the beanie something that I don't remember. You called it the word that you used. It's a toque. <laughs> it's a beanie in my vein. It's a, I'm from it's California. A it's a beanie. Okay. <laughs> I like it. Um, and I, it's, it's, I've never been able to pronounce it, um, but it's Napajari. Um, and the coat he's wearing is the same company. They're like, they do all the ski wear and everything. Okay. Um, they're in a, they're, they're a weird company. They're an Italian company with a Finnish inspired name with a Norwegian flag as their icon. Okay. I was going to say that's the Norway flag because yeah. I know it from Epcot. <laughs> <laughs> and um, no other reason. I'm not going to pretend to be smart on that one. But they also make like the infamous ski do jacket. That oh, like okay. the pocket in front that Got became it. like a big thing yeah. in the nineties, big ski wear. So. Um, I don't think he's wearing an actual Skeeter jacket, but he is wearing a Nepajari jacket. Um, And anyway, so they're like, we brought pizza and a film to hang with you. And she's like, um... You gotta go. About that. Jake's like, do you have company? Kind of. 
<laughs> a date? Because, I mean, I understand why you thought I wouldn't have planned plans, because I usually never have plans. And I don't no actually have a social life. <laughs> to have a date with. Um, and Jack's like, no, no, go Maybe on. Maybe she signed up for, like, uh, you know, a dating service. And later, I think dating services now might be a bit too creepy. stuck as a human. And then as Jack and Teal'c are getting back in Jack's truck, Teal'c's like, I have run up a place where humans do battle with a ring of jello. <laughs> and Jack what? throws him the cell phone and goes, call Daniel. And I'm like, whoa. We're having a bros night out. <laughs> I'm assuming that the jello is blue as oh, well. Yeah. But yeah. like, I can't, can you imagine the three of them going to watch show <laughs> wrestling? Here's, here's what happens by the end of the night, okay? <laughs> Daniel is trying to take a girl home. <laughs> Jack is basically wingman, Nina, and just kind of drinking. And Teal'c is now in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> With, like, three girls. And like, Teal'c's been not drinking. Not doing anything gross. And they're Teal's fighting. been drinking. Yeah, I yeah, feel yeah. like Teal'c has been drinking. And they're he, fighting, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's... Like, I, he's just taking them all on. Yeah. And then everyone... Like, half-heartedly. Like, he clearly, like, is half-heartedly. Oh, no, he's having fun. Like, he's the having way you fun. would wrestle with a puppy. Yes. <laughs> he's wrestling with... <sighs> I, like, both want... Where is that side story? I yeah, I'm like, I both want that fanfic and don't want that no, fanfic. No, I want it. I only so want it. So, I'm sure someone has written this fanfic <laughs> on fanfiction.net. Well, if you know of it. Here's my fear. I don't want it as fanfic. I don't want it to actually get to anything sexual. I just want that scene in the bar. Okay. Well, I mean, th- listen, I can see that being fanfic and not getting like That's pornographic. Fair. I just want to get because people have the same one. minds we do, and yeah, like yeah, yeah. we'll write that scene as if fair. it's in the show. Anyway, and striking out left and right. <laughs> <laughs> and then as they leave in Jack's big black truck, um, they we see a van still parked out there. Yep. Which I, how Jack notices that goddamn van? <laughs> Jack's not an idiot. No, he just knows that there's something he can do right now. So back in Sam's house, they're chatting over dinner, and Sam's like, "Hey, so we met this home with the Sala lady." And Orlan's like, I haven't heard of her. So Oma Desala is the woman from the Temp. monk temple? Yep, okay. yep, yep. Got yep. it. Um, and uh, who, like, brought up uh, yeah. Shifu? Yes, yes. And apparently Orlan hasn't met her because uh, they're both banished. Because um, they broke one of the most sacred rules of the Ascended. They accelerated the natural ascension process of mortals. So the humans on the planet were under attack, so he taught them how to build the weapon. So, although they weren't saved for long, um, seems like you were right to try. He's like, no, no, I wasn't. I, was, I made a big old boo-boo. Yeah. And after they saved themselves, they started to plan the conquest of other planets using that technology. Sounds like a familiar thing that could happen. And that's when the other Ascended showed up, and together the Ascended figured it was necessary to destroy the civilization to prevent a disaster that Orlin caused. Yikes. And he was forced to live there afterwards as punishment. So the Ascended literally just wiped out 
an entire planet. Yeah. Yeah, they did, and then they ascended. So they, uh, the ascended are dead, right? They're dead. They're dead to somehow have, like, moved on from this plane and are ghosts. They do not have a physical body. Okay. Yeah. I think they're ghosts. But their consciousness has But you have, well, that's. Yeah. I think they're ghosts. Okay. Aliens are ghosts. Okay. That's the thing that I think goes over in my head. Yeah. Um, And so together. Um, so they, he's, and Sam's like, look, you couldn't have, you couldn't have known. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, I could have. There's rules and that's why they exist. Um, and, and now he's human. He's mortal. He can't go being descended unless he gets, you know, help from the other ascended. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, he, I, he came back as a human for himself as much as for Sam. Mm-hmm. And Sam's like, don't tell me that. Uh, I like this part. It feels very Greek tragedy-esque. It does. Yeah. And there's a van outside that we see listening to the whole conversation. And Orlin has, like, is like, look, if nothing happens between us, I'll accept it. He just had to know. Mm-hmm. Which is the least creepy thing he says in this entire episode. And yeah, finally, say something not so weird. So back at the SGC briefing room, Reynolds and Simmons, Q, is now there, yes. too. Um, and thinks one week is enough to test out the Doom weapon. Um, but Sam's like, we should wait. Uh, she only just figured out how to power it because Sam Hammond ordered her to. And her right. recommendation is the stupid fucking dangerous thing. They should, like, hold their goddamn horses. But nay! The p- <laughs> I, I half did that on purpose. Yes, I like it. <laughs> I did. I realized after I wrote it. No, it's perfect. And I tried Which to is- roll back it like nay. it was... And then it, it paused, <laughs> and so that killed the joke. No. Oh, good. Anyways, the Pentagon feels the risks are worth the reward. Uh, going through the Stargate is, is is dangerous, and they do that every day, Reynolds says. Mm-hmm. And uh, Daniel, not surprisingly, agrees with Sam. They don't know enough about what happened, and Simmons is like, do I need to remind you about the dangers of what we're trying to defend the Earth against? And and Daniel's like, oh, oh, could you? Yeah. Go Please. slow for me. Go Tell slow. Tell me more <laughs> about the things that I've seen with my own fucking eyes. I love eyes, Snarky Daniel. I love it. Snarky Daniel. Yeah. Um, and then Sam bluffs. She rolls... Well, I would say, like, maybe a 13. I don't know. She says okay. Yeah. She says okay, just by the skin of her she, uh, she believes that using the device caused an atmospheric weather anomaly big enough to destroy the people on the planet. And Daniel's like, did I? Did I miss what? that? Yeah. Why the what? Yeah. Um... And and she's like, look, I don't have any evidence, but stall tactics. Poof! Go do yeah. research on it. Maybe it's a Spot thing. Bomb. Maybe it's uh, a thing. Yeah. I feel like she should just run out of the room more often than she does. Uh, Reynolds is like, uh, you're a shitty bluffer. Uh, we'll test things after we fire the weapon and see what damage it causes. Um, and Hammond said enough of this pissing match. He's like, look, Sam, I'm going to give you two weeks to come up with the evidence of this whole atmospheric thing. Um, if you have good reasons, they'll stop the test. Mm-hmm. And Simmons comes up and reminds Hammond that the decision rests with the Pentagon. And then Hammond goes, you see that red phone? Yeah. Uh, th- that that takes calls from one man and two little girls. Yeah. And the last time Hammond checked, he's the boss of your boss. Yeah. Or do you need a reminder? This phone trumps Pentagon. Yeah. The end. Yeah. Uh, so back at Sam's house, Erlen has made something else. It's an emerald. <laughs> yeah. He read about birthstones. Here's it's it's you have yours as an emerald, right? And she's like, No, I was born in December. Yeah. Should be a tanzanite. <laughs> but the whole birthstone thing is flexible and arbitrary. Yeah. Says the girl who actually really loves her birthstone. Um <laughs> and the emerald's like fucking huge. Yeah. Like the it's just it's it's 
It's obnoxiously It's obnoxiously huge. huge. It's like Flava Flav would wear this like, he's like He's like, I couldn't tell what the scale was from the books. Um, and also Sam will need a new microwave. <laughs> I feel like he's just slowly gonna go through all her appliances. Basically. <laughs> uh, and, and Sam's like, right. Can we walk yeah. and talk in the park? Yeah. So head out. Because I like a good walk and talk. Yes. We haven't had one in this episode yet. She tells him that. And uh, <laughs> Orlin's, Orlin's like, look, I know the others will come if the weapon's activated. It's not going to be pretty. Mm-hmm. And and she's like, well, look, I mean, how do you know the people on Earth are only going to use it for defensive reasons? Can you? Tr- how can you trust them when these people spy on you in your own home? She's like, well, I don't trust all of them. Right. And Arlen's been reading history. The creators of the first atom bomb believed it would only be used to maintain peace. Um, Orlin can't take that chance, and he's not going to be responsible for a second civilization being destroyed. Mm. Um, and Orlin thought, like, you know, I thought I had destroyed the weapon. You're just too smart, and you're figured out how to replace a power cord because you're yeah. brilliant. Yeah. And I love you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she's like, look, I can't stop the test without exposing Orlin. And he thinks that there's a reason that she hasn't turned him in. She's like, I just feel like I'm betraying you is all. Yeah. And he's like, no, you like me. You think I'm gorgeous. You want to kiss me. You want to hug me. I was thinking you that. Wanna I was like, I me. know this line from a movie. It's congeniality. It's with congeniality. To be fair, I had to look up what the was wrong. Oh, I no, I know that thing. one. Because, because I don't know if you remember this. But uh, the lead's name is Gracie Lou Freebush. Yo, I do. And so I had a friend who called me Gracie Lou. <laughs> and to this day will still call me Gracie Lou. But I will take the compliment. She thinks I'm Sandra Bullock. The end. <laughs> so, um, Manhattan Project. Oh, here we go. Okay, so this is... I can't do justice to the entire Manhattan Project, guys. Uh, yeah. Um, but... So in the late 30s, there was a breath of an idea that the Germans would be developing an atom bomb soon. It was all theoretical at this point. So a few physicists wrote the Einstein Schisler letter, um, basically saying, hey, you know that research that Fermi was started with the nuclear chain reactions? We should step that shit up. Mm. Uh, and Einstein signed it and gave it to FDR. And meanwhile... Similar research, or research that had been gathered together, was going around the world, um, Britain, Australia, all sorts of countries, and and the whole project started really rolling in the U.S. uh, in 1941, right after Pearl Harbor. Yeah, after they had a really good incentive for it. Yes. The whole thing was like, like, unprecedented levels of secrecy. Yeah. Like, I don't think that could exist in today's age. That's fair. Um, everyone worked on only their little quarter. It was spread across the entire country. It was something, I think, if I remember the numbers correctly, it cost almost three billion, no, two or three billion dollars in 1940s, and it would have been, like, over 25 billion dollars in today's money with inflation. Crap. Um, it was going on in multiple states, multiple locations. Um, like only a dozen or so people really know what the full whole picture was, like knew what the end goal of this thing was. Most of the money was in production of things. Um, that makes sense. And so the, the head guy who I know we've quoted on, on the, the series before, um, I'm destroyed. Well, he was quoting something else, but, um, Oppenheimer is... 
So he was the head of Los Alamos base, um, and he's really more, before this, was really more into astrophysics, more oh, than okay. sort of nuclear physics or anything else. Um, and most people sort of, like, forget that fact. <laughs> um, like, he was up with, like, Einstein. Like, him and oh, Einstein wow. are doing, like, the same shit. Um... And he, like Richard Feynman, whom I adore, Richard Feynman, um, was someone who was, like, almost too smart for his own good in the terms of he always wanted to learn something new and okay. always was, like, looking for something else. He, he was, like, scatterbrained in, in jumping around to the point of he learned Sanskrit just so he could read the Bhagavad Gita in the original text. <laughs> wow. Yeah. He just wanted to read it, so he learned Sanskrit. There you go. To read it in... A lot of his philosophy was actually apparently formed in, like, the Hindu religion and stuff. Okay. So, he was... Oppenheimer is, I think, one of the most interesting people in history, let alone modern history. Okay. I would highly suggest finding some books. I, I, I don't have any names off the top of my head. Um, he was someone who, before Manhattan Project, before World War II, he was really sort of disconnected in the world of, he was so into his studies that, like, politics and news and the world, he completely was disconnected from it. Legend has it that he had no clue the stock market crashed until, like, six months later. Oh, wow. <laughs> because he was just, like, his that own That makes studies. sense, though. If you're so into what you're doing, uh, the, the more you knock everything out, the more you block things out, and the it wasn't a world of social media right. and 24-hour no news services. Exactly. Or anything like that. Um, and, but, I mean, at one point he did, before, before World War II, start donating part of his money to support physicists fleeing Nazi Germany. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the part where it gets really sort of interesting in sort of the political scale. Like, he was basically thrust into politics by being one of the heads of the Manhattan Project. Um, But he was also a strong anti-fascist and had a lot of ties to the Communist Party, which he was never officially officially associated with it. But as you can imagine, through the 40s and the 50s, that got him in major trouble. Well, it was, you know... Times are still what they are, yeah. but back then it was you're one or the other. There's yes. no gray area. And he there was, were even less gray areas than there are now. And he was in the gray area. Yeah. Um, and so, um, you know, it was a huge point of contention considering his role, obviously. Um, he was under FBI investigation the entire time he, re- he was involved Shit. in the Manhattan Project. Yeah. He was always loyal to the U.S., although he was kind of one of those who was, and there was a number of these sort of in the war in this area, who was like, I'm less loyal to a specific government and more of what is best for the world and what's not going to blow us up. Okay. He was, he's Varys from Game of Thrones. He's Varys from Game of Thrones. It's exactly who he is. He's people, not to the people. Exactly. <laughs> he is Varys. We get perfect analysis for that. <laughs> um, and after, after the war and the bombs were dropped, like many scientists, he was like, like, what the fuck just yeah. happened? Um, and he was a strong supporter of the United Nations, a strong supporter of, like, peace from the security that would happen from de-escalating the nuclear arms race. Got it. Um, the government after him in the, in the 50s, he was stripped of all his political power. He was basically, like, his good name was smeared completely. He spent a lot of his last years hoping to raise awareness of the responsibility of, like, Humanity needs to survive, yeah. and and that's kind of became his his mountain that he lived on for his last years. He is like 
I would read, if you're going to read a biography or read up on him, I would read it from multiple sources because he is someone who, depending on the person who wrote it, whose history and biography can get skewed really dramatically one way or the other. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it, there's a lot of personal opinion that must go into Yeah, it. so he's one for He's one of the most fascinating people, um, but I would read multiple things on it so that you can make up your own opinion on sure. it. Um, but yeah, uh, so I liked the call out to the Manhattan Project yeah. in Orland because essentially that's what this planet did. Yeah. They made a Manhattan Project. Yeah, and we're trying to make it happen again. Yeah. <laughs> we, as in, you know, our theorist government yeah, in yeah, this yeah. case, yeah. So back at the SGC, Sam comes into Hammond's office with Simmons and Jack and Hammond waiting for him. They're going to test the weapon. Hammond was told by the president that this is going to happen. She's had nine days out of two weeks, Simmons says, and she's not working on atmospheric weather anomalies. How do you explain these deliveries? Like 100 pounds of raw titanium and 200 feet of fiber optic cable and seven 100,000 watt industrial strength capacitors, etc., etc. All ordered from her computer at home, to which Sam knows nothing about. Here's my thought on this. How long has Orlin been in her house? A week, maybe? Two weeks? Well, it's been, I would say, maybe just shy of two weeks because... Because there is no Amazon Prime back then. No. No. It's like, how did he get all that shit? That's a good me? point. Just something to throw out. Well, to be fair, he did say it's high bills. He may have just paid for overnight shipping. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Um, and so then there's the guy that Simmons has photographed. <laughs> that's the of. one thing that's going to take me out of here. Everything else is unbelievable, guys. Everything else. Um, Ghost dude, new telepathic <laughs> sex. I'm all in. But don't tell me. <laughs> That 15, 20 years ago, 20 years ago now, they had overnight shipping <laughs> for free. That wasn't for free. That's yeah. the high credit card yeah. bill. And uh, Sam's like, look, I knew you guys were watching me. And Hammond clarifies, not the SGC, the Pentagon. Yeah. Uh, and Hammond is like, I've already given them an earful about it because it's completely unacceptable. I wasn't aware of it. Um, and they have tapes of her and the alien. Uh, to which Jack tries to help. He's like, look, um, I mean, I'm going to defend Sam here. Uh, I sh- knew about it. She told me, and I was she was working under the approval of me, her superior officer. I authorized her to gather as much information as possible. Right. Simmons is like, I don't give a shit about blame. Uh, I'm just letting you know that your house is surrounded by special forces, and they're about to go in and take the alien into custody. Yes. They're about to E.T. all over him. Cut two special forces surrounding Sam's house at night. Yeah. Uh, and Simmons, Jack, and Sam pull up. They tell Simmons the alien won't come out and surrender. Mm-hmm. So Jack convinces Simmons to let Sam go in and talk to him since, you know, he's worth more alive than dead. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm sure the neighbors love this. Oh, yeah. They're all over it. Love this. Um, and go in the newsletter, guys. So she heads in. It's, it's going to be real dark. passive or progressive, too. Like, you will be fine if there are more than three cars parked outside of your house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's completely dark. Orland's in the basement messing around with the fuse box. He knows there's special forces teams outside. He doesn't actually care that much. They want to take him to custody. Uh, he knows. It's not going to happen. He knows Sam, like, didn't try to turn him in. He wants to show her something. So he brings her into the laundry room workshop thing. Yeah. He's built 
built a mini Stargate. It is the cutest little Stargate. It's like a little steampunk Stargate. It is. It's like just made of like wires and squigglies and yeah, and just things. It's, <laughs> it's only gonna dial once and then burn out. Yeah. Um, it's also, like an '80s robot of Stargate. Yeah. <laughs> also, she'll have a pretty big credit card bill this month. Also, you need a new toaster. <laughs> so he's killed her microwave and her toaster. At so least. you can. There's no way to make Pop-Tarts in that house right now. No. Yeah, she's fucked. Um, and so he's tapped into the main power line, which is showing enough energy. Uh, he's going to go back to the planet and stop the team from testing the weapon. Uh-huh. Simmons calls over the radio and she decides not to respond. Outside, yeah. we see Jack calling over the radio as well. And Simmons makes the, like, go on in call. Yeah. So inside, Orlin is really hoping there'd be another way. He turns the Stargate on, it sparks up. Special forces are going through her house. The mini Stargate does a mini kawoosh. Yeah. And he tells... It's a little tiny baby kawoosh. It's, he, cute, it's, it's cute. really cute. And he tells Sam that, like, you know how I feel about her. Or I know You know how I feel about you. Yeah. And he hopes it's not goodbye and jumps through the Stargate. And yeah. Sam's... Sam, I love you. Gotta go. And Sam yeah. looks at the Stargate, pondering, hmm. longingly... Uh, and the team and Jack break through the door just in time to see the Stargate shut off and Sam's not there. Yeah. I was surprised there. I thought that was, like, end of episode. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, no, there's more. There's more. <laughs> On the planet, Orlin runs to the weapon and we see Sam running after him, calling his name. Reynolds and SG-16 are working on a device, uh, setting it up to turn on with an echo generator. Orlin runs in, knocks one guy down, grabbing a Zat gun, so then it's Reynolds and Orlin in a standoff. Yeah. Uh, Sam runs in and goes, and as she's running in, you hear a gunshot. You, he, she's like, don't fire. I know him. He's weird, but it's okay. Um, and and uh, you can hear the power growing, cycling yeah. as the scene continues building. Sam's like, can we just, like, talk to the general about this. Uh, but Reynolds like, no, um, I already started the Panacuita generator. I like already you... started being, I can't shut it up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and as you said, it's the have best to... thing I can think of. <laughs> if I come up with something better, I will let you know. We either have to fire it or the reactor's gonna blow up mm-hmm. and Sam's like, fuck, I hate it when I'm right. Yeah. And Orange just scared the weapon will be destroyed. And then Orlin dives to disconnect the cables. Reynolds opens fire. The weapon turns off. You can still hear power cycling, though, as Sam goes to Orlin, who can't believe how multiple gunshots yeah, hurt. weird how hearty things hurt. <laughs> uh, and, and Reynolds thinks that they should get out of here, but they can't, Sam says. They can't risk the blast going through the wormhole. So Orlin says he has to go. The Ascendant have given him another chance. Mm. It's the only way that he can save her. And with his hand in his cheek, he ascends again, takes the Nakoda reactor that's about to explode high up in the atmosphere where it explodes, its lightning strikes down, destroying the weapon, and it's a sky's clear. Sam looks up, conflicted and heartbroken. And she keeps thinking. slightly relieved. Why do I always like the weird ones? (laughs) (laughs) She is better off without. Yes. She is. She is. And had this not happened, she would have stuck it through and been in like a weird toxic relationship yes. too long. He did you a favor, Sam. Get him out. Yep. <laughs> the end. The uh, end. I would have been happy. I know that we had to clean up the loose ends yeah. with, with SG-16, but I would have been happy for him to go through the Stargate and be done. Credits. But I do like this new thing we figured out. We can make our own Stargates. Yeah, you can apparently... We can make Stargates. Make There's a Stargate. still a Stargate in Sam's house. 
There is. There is. I mean, it doesn't. She can't make it light up. But if anybody can learn to, how to. This is true. This is true. I don't know if this comes back or if this doesn't come back. But there is a Stargate I'm in house now. I'm drink. Now I want to put a Stargate in my garage. Look, I don't have a basement, but I have a garage. <laughs> this is true. A perfectly good garage that a Stargate can fit in. Um, Let's go break my toaster. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that's how it works, right? You sacrifice a toaster and a yeah, microwave yep. to the Stargate, and you, get a, and you get a Stargate. Yep, the end. <laughs> yep. So where does this rank? Oh, this is really good. This goes not above threshold, but it does go above enemies. Alrighty. So spot. again, I'm really digging season five. It's it's. I think I had a lull there in three and four for a little bit. Maybe Mine just four. Actually, goes in the same place. Awesome, but I'm absolutely loving this season. I, I like this. It feels like an '80s movie. It does. This feels like if you extended it, you know, a little longer, this could have easily been a great '80s movie. There's gonna, you, there's you gonna be the jello scene. You there's jello scene, and there's gonna be the pottery scene. The pottery scene. You well, you build up the other characters. You build up Daniel a little more, a little more. Tilk is just a crazy friend. You know what I mean? Like, Every 80s movie had the crazy friend. The, uh, what is it? It's the Helen Hunt in Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Okay. I don't know if you remember that movie. But, uh, it's, uh, she's the one who, like, has all these weird things with her clothing. Very appropriate for Duke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you have, you know, the, uh, I think we're all there. I think this is definitely (laughs) 80s movies in the making. We just have to take down the creep level. But no, you kind of leave the creep level to make it a little weird. That, that I think that makes it just 80s enough. Uh, drop it a little bit. But yeah, not too much. Okay. Because you don't want your heart to be so broken in the end when he leaves that you can't put it back together. You're like, yay, you Sam have the creeper is gone. Yeah, like. yeah, you want to have that relief at the end. So you don't want to lose too much of the creepiness. Okay. But I loved it. <laughs> What's next? Next up, next week, we're going to have The Fifth Man. <gasps> Sweet. Interesting. Is um, this a sports reference? I feel like this is a sports reference. It's Stargate. How much <laughs> sports reference? To be fair, Jack's there. Jack's in it! But it's, if, it means, if Jack's going to drop sports references, it's going to be hockey and curling. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um... So, over on Patreon, yes. we have a couple new patrons this week. Um, we have Jessica I- Wilson... Um, Eleanor Nordgren and Katie Folks. Yay! Thanks, guys, for supporting us. You guys are um, awesome. There'll be something up. Hopefully, we're committed to something every week. Yeah. So last week, um, we had the first of our Nixie and Grace drink shit um, video series yes. where we we made a a, a, a Ducktales themed cocktail. Those will get slightly more organized. We promise. Yeah. Uh, and they look better and better. We promise. Better and better. Uh, and this week we actually have um, a, a we watched the first uh, episode of Ducktales yeah, and talked first, over the it. The first half of that hour long episode. I always consider it like the first episode. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we talked over it, and that was a lot of fun because you got to hear Grace get her full Ducktales nerd on. So much Ducktales, and there's so much more. I wish we'd watched the whole thing. Yeah, because now I've, I've I may or may not have like freeze framed a couple of things <laughs> to find out some more things. 
there but will the, be more when details. You, when you type up when you type up the post where you where you think you can type oh, in yeah. a little extra details. Done and done. Uh, so that's over on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash there's no place like Tara. Thank we you. are over halfway <laughs> to giving you video versions of this recording, guys. Yeah, we're so close. Um so that's where you can find us on Patreon. You can also find us on Twitter if you want to give us a shout out at Tara Podcast. Uh, on Facebook at There's No Place Like Tara. Um, and you can send us an email, please. Those are fun. Uh, there's no place like Tara at gmail.com. Uh, and like us and rate us and review us on iTunes. Yes. Because that's iTunes, awesome and helpful. iTunes is our all powerful leader. Yes. <laughs> all bow down to the apple. Uh, and we'll see you guys next week with The Fifth Man. With, that is a sports reference that I have not figured out yet. <laughs> okay. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.